what up Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only Long Beach State Athletics podcast that features the one and only athletics director Andy Fee. It is the LB Fee Show. As always, it's hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and usually to my right is my co-host Mike Garabasio, but today it's just me and Andy Fee. How you doing, Andy? I, I'm doing well. This is, uh, you know, you lose you lose one of uh, the group here, and it's it's just shocking. But it feels it feels different. But he's got a great excuse. I am not making this up. Mike is at his son's first t-ball practice, and the coach of that t-ball team is dirtbag legend Mike Gallo. Well, I'm looking for a low ERA on that team. I mean, it's T-ball, but I mean, still, I'm going to go with Gallo on this one. I'm looking for some great highlights from the dugout is what I'm looking for. Mike Mike knows how to put a highlight together. He's done it in the show, I was so I'm gonna, sure he can do it at Stern's Park. I was going to say, make sure uh, tickets are available. I don't know, maybe 985-4949 <laughs> on that? I don't know. I like it. So shout out to Mike and Mike and all those kids out there getting it done with the youth baseball. We love that. We're actually going to be talking to do two guys from the baseball team here at Long Beach State, Dirtbags coach Troy Buckley and shortstop Lane Huffman are our guests for this week. But Andy, before we do that, we always talk to you a little bit about what's going on around here at Long Beach State. And I don't even have to break the news anymore. The biggest story here this week is the mascot, the changing of the mascot, and the fact that everybody's going to be involved. It, you know, it's exciting, and you hit the, the nail on the head. Uh, you know, this is... Uh, a process that's going to be extremely inclusive, uh, whether you're uh, just a community member living across the street or you're an alum from, you know, 1974 or 10 years ago or, you know, current student, current faculty member, staff member, a coach, uh, a beat writer for the 562, <laughs> you know, anybody, working on it. anybody can submit, uh, you know, their concept, their idea for the new mascot and, um, you know, this is going to be fun. I think we're going to have a good time doing this, and, and I feel confident in the end we're going to end up with a great mascot. So the submissions are being accepted right now. You can go to asicsulb.org and find the mascot search submission sheet there. Andy, you and I had a long conversation about this last week, and you can listen to that podcast at the562.org and Long Beach Post, where we did a special exclusive story about how people can turn in their, uh, their submissions. But I think it was very important, a few things that you said. One of them was, this thing needs to be beach-themed. We're not going to end up being the Long Beach State Bart Simpsons, because even though it's not the most serious thing in the world— you are taking it seriously. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody has to say everybody has a voice, but I can tell you as your athletic director, uh, you know, I am I'm going to be pushing to remain beach-themed, that, uh, you know, we, we have been the beach, we're always the beach. Uh, we went through some some branding and identity work about two years ago prior to my arrival, and, and the one word from uh, the studies that, that everybody in, in the surveys spoke about was this singular word, Beach, uh, which I think I really identifies us and President Maxson, who who really put that on the table. Um, uh, you know, for me, it, it's got to be beach themed. It fits who we are, and uh, you know. But I'm looking forward to seeing you know what everybody brings to the table. But uh, I'm going to be pushing uh, to keep this beach themed. So, like I said, accepting submissions now, but that doesn't mean next week. Long Beach State's going to have a new mascot, right? No, no. This will be, uh, as I said, an inclusive process. So over the next few weeks, everyone will have their chance to submit. Um, there will be a committee. That committee is made up of uh, a cross-section of, of folks affiliated with the university, alums, 
coaches, student athletes. So I'm sure there'll be some faculty staff on there. Uh, they will go through the submissions, and that group will put forward probably three to five submissions. Um, obviously, submission will have to read, uh, you know, reach the criteria levels set. And then uh, that will go forward for a student referendum. Uh, the vote will be uh, the first week of March, or sorry, not March, but May, first week of May. And, Big uh, week that first week of May. Yeah, there we, we got Final Fours. <laughs> we got you know mascot votes. You know we go all in here at the beach. Uh, <laughs> but what I would say is, uh, once that referendum is voted on, there will be a result. In uh, probably June, that result will go to the president. The president will either affirm uh, the vote or go a different direction. Uh, at the end of the day, the president has the final say on. Uh, what will happen uh, in terms of the mascot vote. Um, but uh, even even with all that going forward, uh, assuming the president were to affirm the vote, it's going to be a year-long process from that point. So, you know, ideally, um, you know, that year is, again, talking to uh, our community, our alums, whatever that, that new mascot is, you know, obviously, what does it exactly look like what are the characteristics what do we want it to represent so that'll take time uh to flesh that out so you know my guess would be the earliest uh is probably somewhere around commencement of 2020 that you would see the official rollout uh so no you know june 1 we're not going to have brand new uh, soccer uniforms with something on it. It, it, it we will remain the beach as i said before uh, and again, you know, we will remain the dirt bags. Our baseball program, uh, they are the dirt bags. Uh, that's not changing. So, um, you know, this, is, this isn't going to be happening overnight. All right, LB Nation, get to work. Get your submissions in online right now for the rest of this month, and then hold on tight. We're going to figure out what this thing is going to end up looking like at the end of the day. Now, as we continue here into the podcast, you just mentioned the Dirtbags. We're going to be talking to those guys in just a minute. But before we get there, this week at the beach, game of the week, no question. Number four, UCLA is coming to the town with some revenge on the mind, uh, taking on that number one men's volleyball team in the Walter Pyramid on Saturday at 7 p.m. Very rarely do you get two elite teams where the one game they've got circled on their calendar is the same game for each other. Exactly. And uh, as you said, it's, it's clash, clash of the Titans here. Uh, you know, I'm really excited. It was a great weekend this past weekend with Ohio State and Penn State. Uh, Allen has this team, you know, firing on all cylinders. UCLA is coming in, as you said, looking for a little payback. So, you know, uh, we want to pack the house. We want to have it loud and proud. And uh, I can't wait for it to get here. I got money on UCLA, Long Beach State on Saturday, not being the only time that UCLA and Long Beach State play on a Saturday and Walter Pyramid this year. That could be very likely. I like the, I want to see the odds on that. Somebody work on those odds. Uh, men's basketball and women's basketball had good wins last week. Men's basketball had a win on the road, and they are going to be at Cal State Fullerton on Wednesday. That game is on ESPN3 if you want to watch it. And then they're going to be at UC Davis on Saturday. But women's basketball is going to be at home on Thursday against UC Irvine in a big game for that team, not only for position in the Big West, but for confidence as well. Yeah, you know, the win against Hawaii, uh, 56-40, uh, you know, really emphasizes the, the defensive effort, I think, from mm -hmm. that game. And I know Coach Kamen uh, was really, really happy with, with that effort. And I think they're, they're peaking right now. Uh, you know, in our conference, you, you want to you peak at the end. 
you know, this is, uh, you know, for better or worse, a, a one bid league in terms of the NCAA. Uh, so you want to be really peaking as you head into the tournament. I think we're beginning to hit stride. Uh, a little stumble up at Cal Poly, uh, but the team came back. And uh, 56-40, I, I love that score, and I'm really excited to see where they go this week. Also on campus this weekend, starting on Friday and going through Sunday, Long Beach State Softball Complex is going to be on fire. <laughs> the, the team's back in town. They're going to be taking on Fresno State, Oregon State, and Boise State in the All-State State Invitational, uh, the uh, Stacey Wein, uh, Weinsberg Invitational, actually, at the softball complex. So they were just in Las Vegas where the weather was absolutely crazy. So I'm sure they're not the only team excited to come back to Long Beach. Hopefully, the rain holds off long enough for them to get in a few games over there. Exactly. Very, very excited. Uh, always always wonderful to have opening day uh, at softball and baseball in the spring. And, uh, you know, we're going to be doing some extra celebrating this weekend with Kim. Finally, and again, hopefully weather permitting, Rhodes Tennis Center is also going to have some action there as women's tennis takes on CSUN Friday at 2 p.m., you already mentioned it. The box office is always ready to take your call, 562-985-4949 for tickets to any of those events that we just mentioned or events for the future. You know, you've got that Final Four coming up. You've got the Big West Tournament coming up. So get at the box office and let them know you want to come see some Long Beach State sports. Now, Andy, we'll be coming back to you. Now, we're going to go to these dirtbags first. But before we do go to the dirtbag interviews, we want to let you know and remind you that the best place to find Long Beach State athletics coverage is at the562.org. We've got the newsletter, the videos, the previews, the recaps, and the interaction online that you want before, during, and after Long Beach State athletic events. So get at us at the562.org and make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're going to welcome on our first special guest who hails from Campbell, California, the man who has taken the Long Beach State baseball program to three NC2A regional appearances in his eight years as Dirtbags head coach. It's Troy Buckley. Coach, thanks for joining us here in this beautiful clubhouse at Blair Field. Yeah, a little chilly today, JJ. A little, a little, a little chilly. In the early morning, we're working on insulation instead of the, uh, the, the, the metal being a conductor both one way and the other. But okay. yeah, no, it's good. Good it's call. Good. Yeah, Bull Diamond is shining today. It's beautiful out there. Everybody excited for this upcoming season. But before we get there, I have to ask you, last year was one of the most unlucky sports seasons I've ever covered. Everything seemed to be working against you guys. Have you flushed it, or are you using last year as kind of like motivation? I think I, I think uh, I agree with you. I think it was challenging, especially coming off the two previous years. But I, I think you use every experience as some draw some type of education from it. So, but as far as like sitting in your mouth, no, yeah. it's not. It's not like oh, there's tons of remnants. It's completely different year, completely different team. You know, obviously everybody's O and O right now, so there's excitement abound all across the country. Um, but you know, as it pertains to us, I, I, none of that stuff has really resonated over and, and and spilled over into what we're doing for this year. So, where are your expectations at for this season? I think you know, always the the expectations is to you know, ultimately is to get to Omaha. So, yeah. regardless of what you think your team is or what you think you have returning, the, the goal is to win a national championship. And now we can work backwards from there. In order to do that, you have to get to the Super Regional and win a Super Regional, and then so on and so forth. The Regional, how do you get into Regionals? You get into Regionals for sure with no questions asked, yeah. no politics, no nothing, by winning your conference. So 
those are the goals. Yeah. They always will be the goals. They will stay sustainable. Now, inside of that, and in in, inside of that, in our in our world that we deal with, where results can be a little ebb and flow per yeah. se, but yet that's how everybody's going to judge us. Is this team has to have the mantra to keep getting better, right? Because of the schedule and because of the quality of competition that we're going to be put ourselves in front of. Um, it's going to be some small margin for error. So the ability to see growth, even though there may be some negativity associated with that in the public standpoint right. as far as an L, but we want to get better. And well, I think this group's got a chance to do that. Well, you said you got to win your conference to get there, but you kind of have to do a little bit more than that. You know, you and I have talked about how the mid-majors right. of college baseball have got to go out and play the the big five conferences, and you guys are doing it. You know, you're starting at Florida, then you're bringing um, Nevada here for your home opener series. Talk about scheduling. Is it easy? Is it hard when you call and hey, say Long Beach dirtbags on the phone? Are people responsive? Or are they kind of shush shush? Yeah, I, I think it. You know, I think it goes back and forth. I think, you know, it depends on your conference. If your conference is sustainable by playing a lot of games inside it, and the RPI is going to stay true no matter if you win or lose. Mm -hmm. You know, on a variance standpoint, like the SEC. Right. You don't need to go out and play a. They only have three weeks of non-conference. We currently have seven. Well, that will eventually change in two years when we will then migrate down to five with the addition of Bakersfield and UCSD. Right. Which, in my opinion, is going to make it more important to play quality five. Mm -hmm. Right? Even – not even a – there are no layups in college baseball. But if you were to look at it and say that's a 3-0 strike or a 0-0 strike where you just have to throw a fastball down the middle or get a layup – it just doesn't happen. The parity is, is abound as far as our sport. But I think um, most guys are like, hey, we can't do it this year. Would you come out here? Or, okay. you know, <laughs> so it all depends. Like A&M, I wanted, you know, Rob to come out here. And yeah. it, he would come out if it was like a Dodger Town Classic, like if Hookie and myself yeah. and we got two other teams were to come out and play one game in Angel Stadium and two other games at our home sites – and then eventually those two teams that come out, we would have to go there. That okay. would be the return, okay. right? So there's not a lot of funding having to exchange hands. So as much as, you know, the rich are rich, they still have a budget, you know, consequence. So, you know, we'll go to A&M and he's like, hey, we'll give you X amount of dollars, Buck, to come out here. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, let's do it, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, definitely. let's do it because I'd rather do that than, you know, try to do something different. Right. Um, so I, I think – Things are being, you know, I, we worked this thing out with Sully of Florida in 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So these things are not quite football driven where they're working out eight years in front. Did you do that during the rain delays of that regional or what? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> well, he was a longtime friend. Yeah. But I was like, hey, what if we come out there and this and that? And he's like, hey, that'd be great. I wish, <laughs> I kind of wish we did it next year because they'll have that brand new stadium. Oh, uh, right. will be built at the beginning of 2020, but right. it, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a really good opportunity. Well, for speaking us. of brand new, let's hit some marketing. You guys announced your jerseys. Yeah. Nike sponsorship looking very clean. Are they clean enough for you to wear the whole kit, though? Ooh, I don't That's know. That's the question. I, it's, not, it's not about clean enough. It's about size enough. <laughs> so as the season migrates, hopefully either the weight goes up or down. So we'll see on my, on my choices. But um, if, you, if you could wear the whole kit, which one you go with? The all whites, the oh, home whites. Man, I, I, 
I'm a big proponent of the cream. I love the cream. Those pinstripes are slimming, though, Coach. Oh, yeah. Well, so is the black top, then. <laughs> yeah, if you that's true. Go there, that's JJ. true. That's no true. white, then. We'll stay away from white. Um, great photo shoot that you guys had here um, at the place. And those team captains are coming back, and they're going to be a big part of what you guys do. Yeah, you no know, doubt. Talk, talk about those team captains coming back. I, you know, I think as, as you look at a lot of new personnel on this roster, you also have a lot of experienced personnel returning mm -hmm. that didn't play last year, you know, with, with Huff and Rasmussen. And, you know, the guys that got some experience were it, it, unbelievable. The Seminaris of the world and right. Jimenez who got to play and the Leonard Jones who got to play. But it is comforting, and you know, Stotler's back. Um, so I might be Sheiks is going to be returning. It looks like he's going to be well ahead of schedule, which is, you know, outstanding. We could talk about you know some personnel stuff there, but that's awesome. Um, you know, Zach had fantastic opportunity last year. Mm -hmm. Not that didn't deserve it. It's some of the stuff was got pushed into particular right. roles. So. Um, we are new a lot, but we also have a really nice blend, and I give a lot of credit to the older guys as far as creating the chemistry, which I think is a huge additive and plus for this particular team, at least what I can see on the outside without getting punched in the mouth and hitting the mat where the referee's standing over us with right. a 10 count, right? Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't experienced that. We will, and we'll see how our resolve and our continuity is, but... I love where the guys are at at this particular point, to be honest with you. How about the newcomers? Who's going to be the, the Chris Jimenez where, like, the first weekend everybody goes, oh, that kid can play? Yeah, I think you're going to have Calvin Estrada is probably the, one of the most talented newcoming guys we have. He's going to have to hit in the middle of the order. He will, he will do so. Um, you know, an average to a tick above average outfielder going to play in a different position than he probably did growing up, as a lot of kids have, so right. that's center field. But he'll have to move. So that's been a little transition. I think Jake Wanderwalls, you know, is going to be a really good baseball player for us. I think he's going to be complimentary. I think he's going to be able to do a lot of little things. You know, we have to see. We have a lot of different matchups. We are very, very deep, yet inexperienced in a lot of areas and a position player. But we have complete balance of just numbers of left and right, mm -hmm. which I love. I don't like to play platoons, but – if we had to play platoons, we could play platoons. Meaning, can Vanderwall face left-handed pitching? I don't know because he's a left-handed hitter. If right. not, we can throw Aiden Malm in there. Okay. Right? And then you're going to have, you know, right now the battle at shortstops between a freshman from Reno High School, which is a Hampson product. Right. Um, he's going to be a good player. He's competitive. Caden Hogan. And then you got Rivera, who got a ton of experience last year to play short you know, last year. So, right. you know, as Huff starts to, you know, come back from his surgery on his shoulder, you know, there's going to be some flexibility and some competition as far as there's concerned. Third base is right now I, we have a really mature freshman um, as far as his emotional standpoint in Tanner Carlson. His brother was a first-round pick with the Cardinals. His dad is a longtime fantastic head coach at Elk Grove High School, which has been a powerhouse in California mm -hmm. for years. So he's got kind of that it factor as far as, you know, he gets it, right? He, 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 the speed of the game is not too fast. And right. So you really just look at him, you're like, okay, he's going to get stronger, he'll get faster, and he'll get better, but he's not going to beat you in, you know, making mental mistakes. Right. Well, you're bringing him into a program that's built itself on good pitching, good yep. defense, small ball. 
As a Dodger fan, I've struggled through the last world, two World Series watching the opposite hmm. of the baseball that I love. I love small ball. I love good pitching and good defense. Is baseball headed that way? Is the dirtbag way of baseball now kind of the antiquated way of baseball and the new way of baseball? Swing mm. for the fences, you know, increase your sheet? Yeah, I, I, I think we're dealing with different talent, right? It's not the same type of talent. You're right. dealing with other noise as far as numbers are concerned in order to hit arbitration and contracts. So David Ortiz bunting with a shift over here, mm, probably not going to happen, yeah. right? So I do think that, as I've always said, that college baseball starts to become a little bit more or, or Major League Baseball becomes a little bit more like college baseball when the postseason comes. Oh, right. So when, when you've got really good pitching and runs are at a premium to score, now I need to find a way to maybe do some things that I wasn't doing during the regular season. But yet the good organizations, I think, are working on those things as they become getting yeah. to that point. Right. So I think the bottom line is if you pitch and you play defense, those are valuable things. But right. you have to hit. I mean, in, in, at the major league level. Yeah. You, 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 Even if you bunt, you still have to then get you gotta be able, you got to <laughs> be able to do something else to be a run-producing asset to, yeah. in order to, you know, increase your war, if you will, right. with the statistical game. So, um, hey, I don't I, – I, I was talking to Century Club on Tuesday, and yeah. I, I don't want to give up outs. Right. I, I really don't want to bunt, but you got to at least factor in the arm, the situation – Sometimes you bunt and the guy throws the ball down the right field line and everybody's like, why'd you bunt? And then they're like, hey, nice job. And it's instant <laughs> offense at second and third. Because a lot of our games at our level are lost. They're not won. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what, you know, you're kind of yeah. balancing. But I, hey, I like to hit, man. Yeah. I mean, Who I, doesn't? I, yeah, if you can. Speaking of hitting, huh. you ever go out there, take the infield? No, no, no. The little done. fungo? I'm done. Well, who's maybe. The, who's the best fungo coach on the team? Probably Bergy, just because he's the most experienced. And then Zach Dominguez, our volunteer, okay. can handle the fungo. I was uh, interviewing Coach Kim Souter last week. Yeah. Or two weeks ago? I can't even remember now. It's so busy. Um, and we were talking about fungo golf, right? So you stand at home plate, ah. you pick a spot, you try to put it as close as you can. I want to get a fungo golf set up. Maybe we can get Bergy involved. We'll get Kim Souter out there. Maybe Zach Well, you got to do, do it here because the Absolutely. park's bigger. You can't do it at softball field. No, we're definitely here. That's part three. That's definitely. a little that's rep. That's, right, that's we, Hartwell. We, right, right, right. We got a little guy. We, we need to at least have some space <laughs> if you're going to show some some the full range of whatever yes. your game is. Accuracy, like strength, and some distance. I'll do a highlight video. We'll do a call. <laughs> It'll be perfect. All right. Um, I, I can't let you go without asking you because you've seen a lot of games here, a lot of dirtbag games. Yep. All-time greatest dirtbag. Who is it? Oh, whoa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's not fair, JJ. That's not fair. That that really isn't fair. I mean, Tulo's been here on and off for the last four months, right? So he's but, up there. But Weave is there too. I've always, you know, my comments to the public and to administration is I think there's the two most iconic athletes that are national to global brands mm -hmm. is Misty, yeah, and Jared Weaver. Yep. In, in my opinion, for what they did for the institution, for the national vantage point, yep. with Misty being more international. But what we've did, we haven't had, ever had a Golden Spikes award winner, right? Mm -hmm. So not only then follow that up with playing in Southern California. Yeah, that's, after that. That's huge. 
And then now, taking the hometown discount. Right. No, no. Right, right. You yeah. just take the whole body yeah. of work and and then performance and da 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 da. But yeah. Hey, there, there's ones that are so good that you know we try to we, we we I don't do a great job, but I've tried to do dip dirtbag history month with our guys. So I would oh, that's give, great. I give Huffman. I said Chuck Lopez, do some homework on Chuck Lopez. Explain to the team who Chuck Lopez is, or I would try to bring guys in and talk to the team and say, hey, this is what we were all about in order to keep that historic legacy going for these guys that sometimes can't stay as connected to, you know, all that. Because they get tired of hearing from me. Yeah, not all coaches can do that. It's great that you can lean yeah, on Yeah, no, it's cool. It is cool. So um, I asked Weaver that same question, by the way, and without hesitation, he said Giambi. Yeah. It was and, like and, he had it ready. And, and, and Jason, too. And you yeah, can yeah. say Dave Snow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if you want to do that, and I'd go Dave as yeah. far as just the creator and the curator. You just want to make sure a coach is in the conversation so you can be in the conversation. Well, I just want to make sure I, I don't working. forget anybody. I you're not done, Buck. I'm not, I'm not interested in having a few spirits <laughs> and somebody, like, throwing darts at me and going, hey, what, what, what happened there? And I, don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us. I know it's a busy time of year. Season right around the corner. Best of luck. We'll see you at the ballpark. JJ. I appreciate it, man. Now we're going to bring on our second special guest of the pod who hails from Anaheim, California. The sickest mustache working in the LBC right now is Lane Huffman. Huff, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks, JJ. Thanks for having me. So you are working back from a pretty serious shoulder injury. How's it going? It's really good, really good. Um, pretty much on track, maybe even a little ahead of schedule to be back to where I want to be. So it's good. Everything's good. How frustrating is that process, knowing that you're going to have to sit down before you can stand up? Yeah, it's tough. Um, but it, it comes with what we do, you know. So injuries are part of it, and you sign up for this. So, but it's good. I think coming back, it's 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 challenging, but it's it's good for for me to realize how much I really appreciate playing the game. So it's good. Absolutely. When you're rehabbing, you're not really able to move that part, but at least you can walk around. So, did you find other activities to do that didn't involve, you know, your shoulder? Uh, just, I watched a lot of baseball and obviously I missed most of the year. So just trying to help out the guys whenever I can, but yeah, just baseball, watching baseball. You got a favorite, uh, pro team? Angels. Yeah. Angels. Okay. Favorite all-time angel? Um, all-time angel. Yeah. Wow. There's some good Um, ones in there. I'd say probably weave. Yeah. Yeah. She's the Jared Weaver podcast. I guess yeah. that's what you get when you come over here to this clubhouse. <laughs> um, so coming up here in this season, I asked Buck the same question. Are you guys using last year as a motivation? Or are you just flushing it? Um, we're not flushing it completely. We're not just forgetting about it. You know, we're kind of using it, learning from it, and kind of finding a way to get better from it. Um, so I guess you could say motivation we're not forgetting about it by any means. So just trying to learn from it and be a better team this year. I was like going back to guys' high school stuff to look at just the dumb stats they put up. Cause you know, people come to the next level. They always do something crazy. You stole 38 bags as a senior at Valencia High School. So you're like the Ricky Henderson of <laughs> Valencia High School. Did you take the bag out of the ground and lift it up and show everybody? No, 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 nothing like they that. They didn't stop the game? No, <laughs> no speeches? No, no speeches, but yeah, it was good times, you know, just, Trying to do everything I can to help the team. What's the best advice you can give a high school baseball player right now who wants to be a great base dealer? Um, just work on it. I mean, it doesn't just happen in the games. You know, you got to put in the work outside of the time. Work on your jumps, work on your speed. Everything it's like all that. about the jump, right? Yeah, no doubt. See, we covered uh, Aaron Hicks 
New York Yankee center fielder, yeah, yeah. when he played at Wilson, when they come over here to play their more league games, he would just run as soon as the pitcher let the ball go. <laughs> Didn't even matter. Yeah. So there's a, there's a different, you know, style there. Um, you were drafted by the Mets in 2017. What yeah. would, factored into the decision to come here to Long Beach State and skip the, uh, the minor league road at that time? Um, well, big part of it was we were in a super regional against Bullerton, 90 feet away from going to Omaha. So I think that played a big role in coming back, just knowing that I would have another chance to get there. Obviously, it didn't go as planned, but I think that was one of my biggest like driving forces of coming back is trying to just find a way to get back to Omaha. You got that taste. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's it like playing in that rivalry? I know a lot of people play sports, but not a lot of people get to play in a rivalry that heated with that much history. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, it goes without saying, really, for most of the guys. You know, if you're not ready to play that game, then you really shouldn't be playing college baseball. You know, so playing against those guys, it's it it just brings everyone up to another level. I think so. It's good. It's fun. Is it kind of the you know the premier Big West rivalry? Does it kind of represent Big West baseball? Like, what does it take to be successful in the Big West, as opposed to maybe in the preseason or even any any other place like in high school or something? Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the Big West, you know, especially with Fullerton's like rich tradition, I mean, mm-hmm. they're really the team that everyone has to be in, and us up there with them as well. You know what I mean? So I think us two teams are when you look at the Big West are definitely the two biggest teams to get by a lot of newcomers coming up i'll be talking to coach about a couple key newcomers first thing i noticed is great names tyler gums that just works that works for announcers who's got the best nickname on the team right now or who are some of your favorite nicknames yeah that's a good one actually we call gummy gummy bear that's perfect yeah so um porter we call him port sauce port sauce yeah we got some weird names all right i like that riley's corn dog Connor Riley's corn dog. Yeah, is that because he likes corn dogs? Nah, I, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> What's the best nickname you've picked up along the way? Uh, a lot of the guys just call me Buffman. Buffman? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm gonna call you from now on for All sure. Right. Uh, let's do some favorites before I let you get out of here. Your favorite all-time baseball player? Um, favorite doesn't have to be an all-time angel. All-time baseball player. In fact, as a Dodger fan, please don't make it an angel. Uh, I'd say probably Derek Jeter for sure. Jeets. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Respect. Um, favorite hobby outside of baseball? Uh, probably fishing. Yeah. Yeah. You fish at all in Long Beach? A little bit. Where? Not so much. Down by the pier, beach. Yeah. I like to do a lot of like river fishing, fishing for trout and stuff. I was talking to Jacob Huey. He says he fishes down by the Queen Mary. Yeah, they go all the time. Dude, that sounds like a time yeah. out there. I gotta check that out. Uh, how about your favorite movie of all time? Um, Field of Dreams. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Uh, music? You listen to music before the game, something to get you pumped up? I'm a, I'm a country guy. I don't really listen to it get pumped up. just keeps me calm. That's mellow. a key? Yeah. Stay calm? Who's your yeah. favorite country artist? Uh, probably Brett Eldridge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sports beside baseball. What's your favorite sport? Um, basketball. Yeah? You got a favorite team? Lakers. Yeah? yeah. All right. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing right now, but we're going to yeah, be okay. We're doing it. Uh, favorite social media follow? Um, probably Barstool Sports. That's oh, yeah? Yeah, no doubt. Oh, okay. So a little humor with your sports. That's yeah. what you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and what's your favorite story from your time here at Long Beach State? Does one thing stick out where you're just like, oh, that one road trip to Cal Poly or, you know, like something like that? I mean, I, I, I can't get over the Super Regional. I, I mean, anytime you ask me about you know, how's Long Beach and like 
what, what's your favorite thing? It's it's always a super regional, you know, being able to host and being able to play Fullerton, like that was unbelievable. Maybe even the regional too against Texas, like that was just crazy. That whole that whole five game series was just unbelievable. So yeah, it's a memorable fortnight yeah. to be sure, dude. Here's to doing it again, Lane. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the thanks show, man. We me. appreciate it. Good luck this year. Yeah, sweet. Thank you. And so we're back with Andy after a beautiful morning at Bull Diamond at Blair Field. It was very cold in there, but it's been cold all over Long Beach, so nothing new. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never been shivering so much in a long time. Blair Field going to be uh, an adventure of jackets and layers this I mean, year, I feel. Better go beanies, gloves, <laughs> yeah. get scarves. To, get to the student store. Get, get yourself yeah. a nice dirt get bag. Get geared up. Get geared up because uh, <laughs> nights at Blair are going to be a little chilly. Yeah, they're starting on the road, but they'll be back in town this month. So make sure you get to the 562.org and read the season preview for the dirt bags and the softball team and everything else coming up here in the spring in the local area. Before we let you go, Andy, as always here at the LBF Show, we end it with a recommendation, something LB Nation should be checking out this week. So what do you got? Well, I watched it last night, HBO, True Detective, Season Preach. 3. Preach. Unbelievable, so unbelievable. Good. And it, what's beautiful about a show like that is that the deeper you dive into it and the more you try to pick it apart, the more interesting it gets, the more it makes you want to come back for more. You know what I mean? You just touch the Yellow King and you're like, I want it all. Exactly. You <laughs> definitely have to go back and watch episodes twice to really pick it up. Yeah, and, and not only watching episodes twice, but the ability to, you know, I guess it's days gone by now, but uh, the ability to watch something and then have to wait a week, but get to talk to other people who watch the same thing. Like, you can't have a shared experience with a Netflix show anymore because you have to ask somebody what episode they're on. But true detective stuff on HBO, it's like on a Wednesday, I can sit down with a friend I haven't seen in a while and just run down the, the most interesting stuff of the last it's episode. throwback TV. Yeah, it's throwback, throw, TV, throwback TV. You know? I like it. I like it. Somebody should hashtag that. Uh, my recommendation, I think I've mentioned before I listen to a lot of podcasts, but if you haven't checked out Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, the podcast, new podcast, from, uh, from Conan O'Brien, he's redone his show on television. He's redoing his whole deal. And the best thing of this whole new Conan O'Brien experience is this podcast where he brings on some of the funniest people to talk about why they're not friends. <laughs> it's really incredible. And if you like Conan O'Brien, it's a must listen. Uh, if you've got a recommendation that you want to let us tell the other people about, make sure you hit us up at the562.org. Uh, we've got contact information on there. And we can get anything in this show that you want. We want interaction with LB Nation on the LB Fee Show. So thank you, Andy, as always, for having us host this show. We're looking forward to some great softball baseball seasons coming up. Thank you to producer Roger. Shout out to Mike and Mike out there helping the uh, young boys and girls of Long Beach learn how to play baseball. And thank you, Long Beach Nation, for having us. And we'll see you guys in the stands this weekend. Take care.